Yo, what is going on? G Gen, Gen Nation, YouTube, and now Podbean. How's everybody doing today? Um, we got a lot to talk about today, and this is episode 16 of the Multiversal Podcast. If you are new to the channel, make sure you like the video, make sure you subscribe to the channel, make sure you're following us on all the podcast channels that wherever you decide you want to listen to the podcast. Um, do the damn thing. We are all over the place. We're on all, you know, the major players as far as podcast uh, apps go. And uh, we are now adding ourselves to Pandora and uh, Stitcher. Um, we are also, again, live on Podbean as well. And this episode will be on Podbean. So we're hitting you from all over. And uh, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So let's get this out of the way real quick. And that would be we have merch available. Merch is available if you look in the description the link will be there um you can grab shirts hoodies mugs cups whatever um everything purchased goes right back into the stream to help us better our quality for you and be greatly appreciated plus you get some dope gear uh johnny butters what is up my man welcome welcome so like I said, we do have an action-packed episode. It's a very entertainment-heavy episode, not as much gaming. The, we're going to be heavy with gaming next uh, episode for sure, because uh, God of War will be out, you know, Warzone will be out. We can, next, next episode is going to be very gaming-focused for sure, but uh, there's, there's plenty still to talk about, and we'll get through it. So right off the bat, we're going to dive into the entertainment-verse, and... Uh, give you a little x23 action um no she's not coming back uh into the mcu anytime soon um but she is joining the star wars universe and uh the actress daphne keen who plays x23 is going to be uh in the acolytes show that's coming to disney plus star wars acolytes so I don't, I don't remember if we have an official date on that yet, but um, she will be a part of it. And uh, if, if you watch, if you're paying attention to the Star Wars shows, you know, Andor, Mandalorian, um, Boba Fett, you know, Obi-Wan, and, you know, we got Ahsoka coming. All these shows are top-tier Star Wars content. Top-tier Star Wars content. So... I I can't see Acolytes being any different, and uh, Daphne is a, is a good actress. If you watched her in Logan as X-23, she was awesome. So I'm excited for that. She should be a good addition to the show. And uh, yeah, next up is a next. This is, this is an interesting one. It's a weird one. The Equalizer 3. Now, I feel like this story kind of flew under the radar and not many people are talking about it, or at least that I've seen or heard. The head caterer for Equalizer was uh, found dead in his uh, hotel. 
he apparently died of a heart attack. So, and if you don't know, the Equalizer is filming in Italy at the moment, or was at the time. Um, so the Italian police, you know, found, you know, went through, investigated the, the scene and everything and found cocaine in his pockets. They also found 120 grams of coke in the caterer's apartments. So this resulted in not only the head caterer passing due to probably a heart attack from the coke, but the two other caterers that were working the movie, they were on scene when the cops rolled up and arrested him, uh, got arrested for being somewhat involved in the coke game which then is makes you involved in this dude's heart attack death. That's wild. That's a wild story to me. And I feel like not many people are talking about it that I've seen. You're trying to film a movie. You're in this full-blown production abroad in Italy, filming scenes. You got caterers trying to pump out food. And they're also pumping out cocaine and... Uh, dying of heart attacks <laughs> it's just like what i don't mean to laugh at the guy dying hard i'm just like that whole scenario is just ridiculous um yeah I, what did you guys think of that let me know in the comments let me know in podbean if you're with us but uh that's an odd one that is an odd one it's not that's not something you normally hear in a in a in a movie movie production, you know what I mean? At least they bury it or they try to. Um, next up we have not that, not oh that is that. Never mind. Next up is Titans. Um, Titans episode one and two is out uh i think episode three comes out tonight if i'm not mistaken or it comes out friday i'm not i'm i don't remember but they dropped two of them and uh right off the bat and i have to say from what i'm hearing and i haven't watched these episodes yet i'll be all caught up for you know the next episode uh, episode 17 in a couple weeks but from what I'm hearing is Lex Luthor is pretty awesome. And the fact that they're at that they are adding Lex Luthor to the Titans is um is amazing. I, I gotta say, Matthew Broderick, as much as I didn't think he was right for Lex Luthor, he crushed it as Lex Luthor on the CW. Oh, I thought he did phenomenal and it's kind it kind of sucks that he you know isn't able to reprise that role because he really did a good job being uh being extremely smart portraying that he's extremely smart and just diabolical like yeah everything he does there's like hidden meanings and uh agendas and plans and all kinds of weird stuff going on um so yeah it, it was 
it was sad to not, you know, hear that he was coming back. But with that being said, the person that is playing Lex is Titus Welliver. And uh, he's from um, that show Bosch. He's in all kinds of shows. The dude's a hell of an actor. And uh, if if what I'm hearing is correct, that Lex is amazing. Yeah, I, it's got to be because obviously, well, the writing, you know, the I, for me personally, the writing is good, but it's also the actor's delivery. And uh, there's no one better than Titus Welliver. Um, so I can see him portraying a pretty solid Lex. So I'm curious what uh, how I feel about it after after I watched these uh, first three episodes. But um, yeah, Titans. And uh, we're gonna stick with HBO Max because that is where you can watch the Titans. And we're gonna talk about HBO Max uh, slash Discovery Plus, the merger. Uh, Discovery Plus and HBO Max, if you don't know, is merging. They are forming, uh, they're combining all their um, content and they are forming a singular streaming platform. So all the HBO stuff and Dis Discovery Plus, all that stuff, instead of it being separate, we're gonna get a single streaming network, which is good if you are subscribed to both platforms because now, you now you'll just have to subscribe to the one and get all the content on the one. Um, it's gonna make things simpler it's gonna it's gonna add a boatload of content regardless which way they move the you know the product to but um this is uh with with the success that hbo max or the dc properties and all the new ramp ups and stuff like that uh I, they they're making hbo max they're pushing the developers to really get this new streaming service out. And uh, we're going to get this around spring 23. It was supposed to come in like the late summer fall of 23. But um, it's looking more like early spring, mid spring. We're going to get we're going to get this. Uh, Johnny Butter says you will be in shock what happened in the first two episodes. I can't wait talking about the titans um so yeah hbo max discovery plus merging coming spring 23 and uh if you're watching on youtube you see a nice graphic that shows hbo max and netflix and the reason for netflix is they launched their ad tier their ad tier um subscription uh their ad tier plan and what a hot mess this is. Sure, if you want a little bit of Netflix uh, and you want to watch ads to get it cheaper, I, sure, I get it. If you want to save money, I get it. But, but, apparently, you're not getting the full Netflix library if you have the ad tier plan. The, the, the 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 movie production companies like MGM and you know all these other companies that have rights to their movies 
and is allowing Netflix to, to have these movies, they're not allowing Netflix to make ad revenue off of their movies. So you can't watch an MGM movie and watch these ads and have all that money get directed to Netflix from watching those ads. They don't want... So the only way that they're allowing these movies is if it's just, if you pay for the higher subscription to get the full library. So it makes it interesting. It's like, sure, do you want to save a couple bucks and get the ad revenue plan and miss out on all, like, for example, there's even some, uh, which doesn't even make sense. I think I saw like Cobra Kai, which is a Netflix original show now. You can't even watch that on the ad revenue uh, plan on the ad tier plan it makes no sense you'll fly life in the building um so yeah i be very i you might want to save the money but be very very careful with what you decide uh on picking because it, if you go with the ad tier plan you, you might be very frustrated and want to upgrade to the higher plans to get the full library back because uh, it seems like you're going to miss out on a lot. And you got to deal with ads on top of that. So do your homework before you uh, make the switch. That's all I got to say. Um, I was going to have an image pop up for Wakanda forever, but I'll just briefly mention it. Um... Wakanda Forever soundtrack came out. Now we know the movie comes out Thursday, and I will be going to see it as, um, and I believe the other GGen members will be seeing it on Thursday as well. So you will hear our thoughts on it on um, the theater room following, which is a Tuesday that follows the release day. So stay tuned for that, and uh, make sure you're following us on TikTok so you get our instant, you know, spoiler-free reactions to them or reviews. But Regardless of all that, the movie's coming out Thursday. Uh, Wakanda Forever soundtrack comes out. And for me, what made the experience of Black Panther the first time um, amazing was incorporating the soundtrack to the movie. And the soundtrack was, was produced and basically completely done by Kendrick Lamar. He was basically on every track, if I'm not mistaken. Kendrick Lamar had the reins for the soundtrack, and it's probably one of the best albums Kendrick Lamar has ever, uh, ever put out for me, personally. I enjoyed that album way more than I enjoyed his other albums. It was a fantastic movie soundtrack. And, uh... We are not getting that in Wakanda Forever. We are getting uh, Rihanna in for one song. We are getting E40 for one song. We're getting, you know, a lot of, um, it looked like Spanish song. It, it would like, it, it, the soundtrack was just all over the place. Not one song from Kendrick on it, which I find odd. You at least maybe have him do one song, right? He did do a whole album for your movie the first time. So 
I don't know. I don't really know what to think about it. I, I briefly listened to the album and for me, it's not for me. It's not for me at all. It, it I didn't enjoy it. It just wasn't for me, but um, hey, to each their own, to each their own. Uh, this next, we're, we're going to get into the nitty gritty and a couple entertainment topics here. Um, this is a big one. This is a big one. Uh, James Gunn and The Rock are kind of feuding with the direction of DC. Um, as you know, The Rock just came out with Black Adam, which if you paid attention to what we all had to say, I'm, I'm apparently the only person who enjoyed the movie, which doesn't make sense to me because it's a fun movie. <laughs> If you don't expect it to be like crazy, like I don't know, I don't know what people were expecting with Black Adam. It was just a really fun movie to watch, and I have to say, I was very surprised. I thought he did well. I thought some of the other characters, like Doctor Fate, knocked it out of the park. Um, I like the twist, you know, with the villain at the end and stuff like that. But um, The Rock has been promoting Black Adam as like a shift in power as, you know, the DCU is going in a direction and, you know, The Rock is the one driving it. Well, now there is a new driver and that is James Gunn and uh, The Rock's ideas are similar to guns ideas but not quite and they're kind of feuding you know obviously the rock is a, is a big uh profile actor now he, he's a big personality in hollywood and he wants control he wants to be able to you know dictate what goes on and uh james gunn is pretty much telling him like nah that's not what we're doing <laughs> that is not what we're doing um which is interesting because their ideas are very similar. Their ideas are very similar, but basically, uh, The Rock wants to have a Black Adam, uh, Black Adam versus the Justice League and versus Suicide Squad, like a whole major action-packed superhero clash. That, to be honest, sounds like Secret Wars. He wants just like every DC property fighting each other, uh, going after Black Adam or something. And um, James Gunn kind of has a similar similar vision where he wants to build, you know, the Justice League out again. He wants to utilize uh, the Suicide Squad. But he has a twist on it where... He's going to have Amanda Waller be the Thanos level villain, which is interesting because, you know, Thanos is a big uh, space invading. I'm about population control. You know, he's, he's, he's an alien as far as earthlings go. Um, he's just a big, powerful force 
that's you know trying to kill half the population in the whole universe right amanda waller is just trying to do the government's job basically but she does in such a way that is frowned upon and that's always been amanda waller's thing she's gonna get the job done but you're not gonna like the way she does it right so uh fly life says i need to watch black adam absolutely buddy I thought it was fun. If you enjoy rock movies, you're going to enjoy Black Adam. Um, so Amanda Waller is trying, I guess they're going to make her or they want to make her somewhat the, the Thanos villain where the big story or the overall big story of the DCU is um, building up Amanda Waller and then breaking her down, right? I guess where she's in control of a lot of things on the government side to the point where it gets her into trouble and she needs to get herself out of this trouble, right? And, and the idea is basically uh, she uses the Suicide Squad, which is, you know, they're a government entity at this point, but Amanda Waller controls the bombs in their head, so they're very loyal to Amanda Waller, and rightfully so. Us, uh, rightfully so. If you know, you put a bomb in my neck or my head, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to what you say. So, the idea is that Suicide Squad is tasked to help Amanda Waller um, get out of trouble. You know, kill off witnesses, do whatever she, they got to do. And that's where the Justice League comes in. And it becomes, you know, Justice League versus Suicide Squad type of thing. Um, Justice League versus Amer uh, Amanda Waller. And uh, and I think that James Gunn wants to use Black Adam, you know, sparingly. Have him fit in when it counts. And then have, like, another, I guess, sequel movie type. Where it's just, you know, about him or, you know, going after him or whatever. Um, where the rock wants to be the, the focal point of this big clash. Um, James Gunn is like, nah, you're going to be a piece of it, which I agree with Gunn. Like, don't get me wrong. The rock, you know, they're, they're sharing similar, you know, visions, but black Adam isn't a centerpiece character as much as the rock wants it to be. So he needs to, you know, he needs to pop into the movies when it's required and when there's a big time story involving black adam yeah that's going to be your your thing but uh they they are not agreeing with this at all obviously so um i'm gonna it's gonna be interesting to see you know once we get like a couple months into guns you know uh new job running the show basically running the studio uh maybe even at you know uh comic-con if i, I don't I, they're probably sk they skipped dc fan fest this year i believe um so maybe comic-con next year we're gonna get a dcu roadmap of what's to come in i would just imagine in a, a dc phase so it's gonna be very interesting um, to see where this goes. But yeah, so Amanda Waller is the ideal villain for the DCU at the moment. And in Gunn's eyes, at least, that's what he's kind of pondering. Um, and he's going to have, you know, 
Black Adam and Suicide Squad going after Justice League and it's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> but it should be fun to watch. Um he also said he's open to an idea and he's already in talks with Kevin Feige about a possible DC verse um DC verse uh MCU DC verse Marvel type of movie I, you can't have every character of these universes going at each other so you'd probably think it would be Justice League versus Avengers but there's got to be you got to be able to balance the teams because as soon as you add Superman to a team that I'm sorry as much as Superman is cool and all like and sometimes he can be, you know, extremely boring with how, you know, justice he, he wants to be. Um, like everything's for justice and he's such a goody two-shoe. If he really wants to, he can he can just annihilate everyone and, and just not not even bother with the fight. Just annihilate the, everyone. It doesn't matter. Um So yeah. I it's gonna be interesting. I don't know how we're gonna get it. I hope they just they pick the right characters to fight each other and they make it somewhat of a balanced fight on both sides where one's not too overpowered than the other and uh strengths and weaknesses type thing and, and they really make it work because that would be a really fun movie it would be good for the fans good for everybody i think involved um but that can't be like something soon that needs to be when let dc get their shit together and then and then let them talk to Marvel about doing some crazy crossover event because that'd be fun. Um, speaking of Marvel, we're going to get into the next topic and that is oops, not that. And that is going to be um, the Russo brothers. Um, are the Russo brothers about to. Are the Russo brothers about to come back and take control of the X-Men? Superman is too OP for that, Fly Life says. Uh, yeah, he's extremely OP. Johnny Butter says, I'm planning on going to New York Comic Con next year. Hell yeah. I'll see you there, buddy. Um, and if you're joining us on Podbean, I see you out there. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, I don't know if you want me to uh, shout you out. Uh, he says, good evening, GGE Network. Chris Wilson, appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome. Um, so, yeah. The Russo brothers, uh, we know they, they said basically in an interview that we're, they're not going to be ready to come back to Marvel till the end of the decade. Um, what we know about Marvel from what they told us at Comic-Con is basically the roadmap of phase four through six is ending in 2026, right? So in 2026, we're going to have secret wars and all this stuff go off. And that's probably going to introduce, you know, a lot of X-Men characters. That's, that's the theory. Uh, there's gonna be a lot of X-Men characters coming through. And um, we're going to have basically uh, phase seven when that whole story, the multiverse saga ends, right? 
Phase 7 is going to kick off the Mutant Saga. That is the running theory. And now that mutants are alive and well and in the MCU, the Mutant Saga is going to kick off. And Phase 7 is going to be 2027, 2028, right? 2029, depending on how long they want it to go, which, if you're paying attention, is the end of the decade. So if the Russos are telling you... Um, they're not going to be ready till the end of the decade to come back to Marvel because of, you know, projects or whatever else they're working on. And the mutant saga is starting at the end of the decade. Then you're going to have the Russo brothers controlling the mutant saga, controlling X-Men, controlling um, what's going to, you know, they're going to lead the ship basically like they did for um, the later part of the infinity saga with uh captain america and uh end game infinity war like all their movies were top tier marvel movies some of the best that's in those in that whole saga it was basically russo brothers civil wars everything like that they're top tier and uh they took a long they're taking a long break from from you know doing marvel stuff which is understandable because they spent a lot of time doing it but um if they're ready to come back and they want to run the show and they want they want um uh they want they want to control the x-men it just gets me excited because I, i'm just, i just want a good ass gambit i want a good ass gambit uh the title is misleading <laughs> Uh, we just went on a, a giant gun versus the rock talk, and now we're gonna um, dip. We're dipping into other topics. Um, so yeah, I'm all for the Russos taking over X Men, taking over the mutants in uh, Phase Seven or Eight or whatever, however long the mutant saga is going to be. So that's exciting. Um, let's move on to the next topic, which is going to be Back to the Future back to the future yes uh are we getting a back to the future four now i know the original producer or director um i think it was producer actually said uh no you know the trilogy is a trilogy right but doc brown <laughs> tweets out if i don't know if you follow him but he tweets out uh, basically that something big is coming and he, he, you wouldn't think anything of it, right? But the fact that he says, great Scott, something big is coming tells you it's involving back to the future. And then, you know, Michael J. Fox kind of, you know, says something, you know, something is brewing basically. And we're going to get, I want to say. I don't want to call it a reboot because if they're involved, you, you're not rebooting it. You're just continuing the story with through other people's eyes now that these characters are older and off, right? And um, it's kind of like Creed. Creed isn't a reboot. Creed is just an extension to the Rocky story using other characters. If they go that route with Back to the Future, I'm all for it. If you have, you know, the random cameo in the first movie and then let the new actors take over um that would be amazing so I'd, I'd be super excited for that because i'm a big fan of back to the future and uh i 
cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, Big Chief, I also want to thank you for jumping in. Um, thank you. But um, Chris Wilson liked the show. Appreciate that. Welcome as well. And um, yeah, so Back to the Future 4, mm, I don't know. A new trilogy with new actors, sure. Um, I'm all for it. So let's uh let's see how this plays out because that's gonna be interesting. Um, and that's gonna end the entertainment verse. Uh Chris and whoever's listening on Podbean, if you are new to this uh podcast, we don't talk about just one topic. Um, we bounce around, we got a lot of entertainment news to hit up, uh, and we we dabble um and, you know, in a various other topics, there's also a large portion of the show that is involving gaming. And uh, we are going to switch over to the gaming side now. And we're going to start it off with some COD. Um, you know, there's a couple updates and I just kind of want to talk about my experience playing it since it's, it came out last week. Um, for me personally... Modern Warfare 2 is, as far as the campaign goes, it's one of, if not the best campaign they've ever come out with, in my opinion. Um, visually, it looked incredible. The The missions in Night Vision, um, the missions where you're, you're in the ghillie suit, crawling, sniping, uh, missions where you're trying to be stealthy, you're underwater, you're in the AC-130, like, so many awesome moments, and the, the acting in the story was phenomenal, from the cartel, to the military, to Price, um, to Ghost, like, you were crafting items, you, you were in, a, some missions you were in, you were surviving, you had to craft missions to pry things out, craft them, um, items to pry things open you had to craft uh makeshift um, bombs uh you had to craft like smoke grenades like it was so cool the the little things that they added to make call of duty this call of duty in particular uh, unique so i was super uh super excited to see that added and i that that to me was like wow this is amazing uh, it was just a, a totally different experience for Call of Duty. So from a campaign side, it was amazing. I, I, I can't say anything bad about it. Um, on multiplayer side, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, some maps, some maps I, I need to learn more. But overall, uh, the gunplay is the gunplay. It's always top-notch with Call of Duty. Um, certain guns, you know, play better than others, but... The maps so far I'm feeling are are pretty balanced as far as you know the directions you want to run. Um, if you want to go left up the middle to the right, there's a lot of you know second tiers and buildings and stuff you can kind of move around, climb, go upstairs, downstairs, whatever different levels. It it's not just flat. It's not. There's a lot of obstacles. There's a lot of different, you know, angles and stuff you can work with. Um, the maps are pretty unique. The maps look good. Um, it's all I, for me personally. You know, the multiplayer is hitting the mark. Uh, there is updates coming to the multiplayer. We're gonna get um, the return of my favorite mode from the previous Modern Warfare, which was a gunfight. 
Um, Gunfight, if you don't know, was a 2v2 multiplayer mode where you can have tournaments, basically. Um, you had, and, and it would be you and a partner, and it would be a best of five, I believe. It was a best of five matches, right? No, I'm sorry. It was a best of seven. Um, first one to win four or five, ma four matches. And you basically did a tournament style, bracket style. And it, it was some of the most fun I've had because it was really a true um, teamwork experience with your partner. And you had to, you know, once you get shot, you're down. There's no coming back. And so you had to clutch it 1v2. And it was just a fun, unique experience. And they're bringing that back. Um, this week we have, I'm sorry, not this. Yes, this week, actually. Uh, we have Warzone 2 coming. Um, Warzone 2, I believe they said they weren't going to have purchable loadouts. But now there are. there's going to be purchable loadouts from what I'm seeing. Um, they're, oh, I'm sorry, Warzone 2 is going to be next week, not this week coming. This week coming, they're doing another showcase of the DMZ and Warzone 2. So you're going to, if you watch on YouTube or whatever, you're going to see, uh, you're going to see, um, you know, a few streamers in some cool friggin' Call of Duty room playing stuff that we can't play yet, but that stuff is coming, um, next, uh, in two weeks, actually. So the DMZ, I'm curious to see because that seems to be like a uh, an escape from Tarkov type of Call of Duty experience. It's not just, you know, load in, drop in and survive and be the last man standing and extract. It's more of, you know, surviving. It's uh, finding better gear, surviving. Um, and we're going to see more of it this week when they showcase it. But because uh, we don't know, really know too much about the game mode other than it's coming. But from what I understand, it's Escape uh, from Tarkov, which is more it's more to it than just, you know, like I said, dropping in and uh, being the last one out. So that's coming. Can't wait to see it. Warzone 2. Can't wait to play it. Um, and I'm going to continue rocking with the multiplayer. Mr. Butters says, uh, we need to run back a session, you, uh, you and I. Absolutely. Flylife says, by the way, shout out to the world champion Houston Astro. God, why did I read that? Why did I read that? I'll give you a shout out because, you know, you beat Philly. I got that going for me, I guess. Um, if Warzone 2 gonna, is Warzone 2 going to be free? Yes, it will. It is going to be free to play. So we will be doing it like we did. Um, uh, what's the name? <clears throat> Chris says, I visit new sites. Are you hosting a show Monday night? I asked you to return my call. Uh, we are doing a show Tuesday. We're doing a show Tuesday. Um, I wasn't aware it's primarily a gaming site. Uh, the gaming site, it's not just gaming. It is uh, entertainment. It's everything. And we got wrestling coming. We got a lot thing. We got a lot coming. So, um, plenty to talk about. Plenty of topics. So, moving on, we are going to talk about next uh, an interesting one. This is called um, Blight Survival. 
this is a medieval this is a medieval survivor zombie game or something like i don't even know how to explain this it, it's it's based off of the um the gameplay of the last of us so if you kind of play if you've ever played the last of us you can see that uh you can see that same style of movement that same style of fighting when you're fighting zombies because there are zombies in this apparently um but it, it's a it's a four player co-op action horror adventure game and it's set in an unforgiving no man's land between um two desperate states at a ceaseless war and with zombies mixed in somehow so there's a trailer out there if you haven't watched the trailer yet i highly recommend you watch it it's very interesting the stealthiness uh the killings all that stuff seems really cool it's medieval times so if you're big into the medieval times uh era it, you get that flavor um it's co-op so it's not going to be like for honor where it's just like a shit show of knights everywhere it's going to be you you're moving with purpose i guess there's objectives uh and it could be like a continued story maybe i don't know i'm curious to see more about it but this this one is catching my eye because uh the trailer is unique um next up nintendo switch uh this is actually a fun one because in november they are dropping majora's mask uh mario super mario 64 and kirby 64 uh, to the N64 expansion, um, if you, uh, the expansion on Nintendo Online um, plan. So, they have quite a bit of N64 games already, which, you know, if you want to go back and relive those great games, as you know, along with Super NES and NES, um, we're finally getting the N64 games out of it, but... We got Majora, we got Mario 64 coming, we got Kirby 64 coming. In December, we have F-Zero X, we have Yoshi Story, and the GOAT Zelda game of all time, uh, Ocarina of Time. Um, that is coming in December. Perfect birthday gift for myself, thank you very much. Um, in January, we are getting Mario Kart 64, we're getting Paper Mario, and Star Fox 64. So, we got nine n64 banger games coming to uh nintendo online uh so look out for that because uh we're gonna try to play these on the channel and really have fun with it and because it's online maybe we can get some other people involved and uh do a whole star fox run or something like that or have mario kart 64 battles um we can have a lot of fun with that so look out for that um next up Oh, the GIF isn't working. No, if you're watching on YouTube, I apologize. Um, this GIF is supposed to be a funny one. Uh, apparently in Sonic Frontier, you can draw on the ground when you're running, right? And people are already drawing dicks in Sonic Frontier. 
they're 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 speed running balls in a dick and when you complete it when you complete the dick drawing it shoots out coins and it's like what why is that in the game why is that completely in the game i don't know um this gif the gif was supposed to show you that uh if you just Oh, that's an interesting Google, so I'm not going to tell you to Google that. But just go to YouTube and look for Sonic Frontier uh, coins, I guess, or Sonic Frontier drawings. And um, you'll see what I'm talking about. He just runs, he draws it on the ground, and boom, coins spit out. It made no sense. I'm like, what am I looking at right now? Oh, uh, man. Next up, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Quick little update. Looks like this is coming in early 2023, probably around March is, is the expectation. Uh, EA put out a thing saying, you know, there's a major triple A game um, coming back. And the speculation is that it's going to be, you know, the return of uh, Cal Kestis and Jedi survivor um this is the sequel to fallen jedi or fallen order and um that that game was incredible it was a, an amazing star wars experience from start to finish story wise and, and gameplay wise for me personally so i can't wait for jedi survivor um see where we're kind of going next and uh yeah so that's coming early 2023 which is big time 2023 is gonna have some major 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 game of the year contenders so be on the lookout for that. Um, God of War Ragnarok. Now this comes out this week. Uh, it is God of War week. And we are going to play the shit out of this on Wednesday. So stay tuned on the channel for that. So don't go anywhere. Um, with that being said, it's already getting a 94 from Metacritic. All the critics are loving the game. A lot of them are given 10s and stuff like that. But um. God of War, the first one, crushed it. One game of the year. This one is already at a 94. The, the fans haven't even played it yet. Gamers haven't even played it yet, right? So, how are the fans? I, I feel like we're going to be 9.8 out of 10 for this. Um, I, there's always going to be the, the few haters, but I feel like this is going to score major... And it's probably going to win game of the year. Um, it's going to go head to head with um, Elden Ring. And this brings up my next point. Um, game of the, the game awards is December 8th this year. And we will, we will be watching that live on the channel. So stay tuned for that as well. We will watch that live together on the channel. Um, but my predictions for all the games of 2022 that are going to go head to head uh so to speak is going to be horizon forbidden west uh god of war ragnarok uh elden ring uh, cuphead and kirby i think those five games for me i think they usually do six so i'm not really sure what the six could be um i I don't know, maybe they throw an Overwatch 2 or some weird, weird-ass game. But um, for me, those are the heavy hitters of the year. And 
Elden Ring and God of War, I think, are the two that are going to go head-to-head big time and steal a lot of the votes. But when God of War comes out, th- there's no beating it. I'm sorry. The story, you can't top those that, that storytelling. Um, the, you can't top those visuals. You can't top just the clash of gods that happens throughout the whole game, the fighting, the gameplay. Uh, the difficulties it's just uh, an open world beautiful experience all around so uh, that's my choice for game of the week of the year obviously i gotta play it so it might it might change but i highly doubt it um but i think it's just between god of war and elden ring at this point you know the other games are you know we're crushing it but at this point for me those are the ones and uh you know lastly I just want to say if um, if uh, you're looking for a good deal, Best Buy right now, uh, last I saw, was running a buy two games, get one free. Um, so if you haven't played like Gotham Knights or anything like that yet, and you're looking to buy two games, um, you might as well get them from Best Buy and snag that third one. Get that free. Uh, there's a lot. It's only for select games, so you do have to look at the list online or in the store but the list is a pretty good list and it's you know playstation xbox so if you have multi-systems or if you want to get a gift for somebody now that we're in the holiday season you could buy yourself a game buy somebody else a game and then get a free one on top of it so um they're running that buy to get one free right now at best buy so i highly recommend that um but yes and that's going to wrap up the show that was the multiversal podcast episode 16 i appreciate everybody coming through um this was our first live show on podbean so i hope it sounded okay i hope um you guys heard me fine i i hope i I interacted with you as expected feel free to let me know if you guys do want the visual experience we are always on youtube and twitch so look uh look for us there follow us there and um podbean youtube and everyone on the podcast channels we thank you um we appreciate you and yeah we have the theater room coming back on tuesday um we will be back with the multiversal podcast episode 17 in two weeks which will be gaming heavy so stay tuned for that and uh stay tuned for all the reactions and stuff like that we do on the youtube channel as well and uh, yeah thank you for joining me live uh fly johnny chris big chief um greatly appreciate it gen nation that's gonna do it we are out